Hey, what's up, podcast? This is your host, Mafuz Chowdhury, and you are listening to another episode of the Ride With Me podcast, coming at you every single Monday with motivation and practical advice that you can apply to your life. And, you know, being that it's a Monday today, I decided to go ahead and give you a double header. There is a podcast episode today, the Ride With Me episode that you're listening to, but I also released a podcast episode on my good friend Ryan Singh's podcast show called Network With Rye. We had a really personal conversation about many areas around the world of business, entrepreneurship, marketing, and just being happy. And I highly recommend you watch that shortly after finishing this episode, but I really wanted to use what came out of Ryan's conversation as my segue into going into today's conversation. What you may find in the Network with Rye podcast episode is that I spend a lot of time talking about the fact that there's a lot of people out there that are having challenges. There's a lot of people out there that are going through hardship. And when I sit down with them and I help try to understand the root cause of those challenges, more often than not, I find out that it's almost always through some type of heartbreak, some type of relationship trauma, some type of breakup that happened in their past that is making them suffer, maybe not very directly, but maybe in a subconscious level where maybe their confidence isn't up to par, maybe there is trust issues, maybe there is components in their life that they really haven't been able to iron out. And I decided that when I took a good look at the industry, it scared me a little bit. It scared me because I realized that there's just a lot of people that are letting ego get in the way from really talking about relationship challenges. You know, I don't know if this is about the fact that, oh, you know, the guys want to be a manly man and because of that, they don't open up and talk about it. But this is a real problem. Everyone is talking about their relationship issues. You know, when I released Project Reinvention, I talked about mine. And it's very important for me as I describe and dissect the different pillars of things that are making me happy and taking off in my life, I really feel like this is one that needs to be addressed. So being that this is a special episode, you know, I'm slowly tiptoeing my way into the uncomfortable part of my life, which is opening up more. I've been very private for a very long time in the world of digital, and I'm starting to make that shift where I'm starting to become a little bit more open, a little bit more personal with you episode after episode, and I'm gonna be so personal today. I'm gonna be so uncomfortable that not only am I gonna speak about relationships a bit more today, I actually went as far as invited my beautiful girlfriend to not even just be a guest, just sit beside me and hype me up and have a good time with me, and I'm really excited to announce for the first time in the history of anything I put out there, I'm publicly presenting my beautiful girlfriend. Baby, welcome to the show. Thank you, baby. Thank you so much for joining. I know that you've had an opportunity to witness a lot of the transformations that I've been making, and you've been patient, to say the least, as I've been making the trans- transformation in a very difficult way. So I think this may be the most fragile episode that I ever release on the Ride With Me podcast. Are you ready? Yes. She's ready. Listeners, I hope you're ready because we're diving in. About three years ago, I released my first ever published book called Project Reinvention. And major spoiler alert, if you haven't read it, I went through two massive heartbreaks. In fact, I would say more, but two massive ones that I spotlighted in the book. One of them being my longest relationship and one of them being the one that I did get engaged to 
thought I'd be going through the path of getting married and it just didn't pan out for many reasons as described in the book. And after that breakup, I kind of left all my readers hanging. You know, I really haven't told them in the last three years where I've been since. You know, it didn't end on that fairy tale Disney happy ending where, you know, they get together and happily ever after something happens. It didn't end like that. You know, it ended in a very unsatisfactory way. And even as I put the book out there, I realized that, but I didn't want to Hollywood it and pretend like things were good because there, the reality was there's still things I needed to work on. And one of the things that I've had the biggest challenges with is that when I went back into the dating world, when I tried learning how to date again, you know, being in relationships for so long, it started becoming very difficult for me, not because I don't enjoy the socializing aspect, more so because I was finding myself living a life that forgot how to feel for someone, forgot how to gain emotions, forgot what a crush is. Like, how do you have a crush on someone? I, I don't even know what that is. Sometimes I would leave dates being like, you know what? I think I have a crush on this person. I think so. I'm like, and I'm trying to sell myself that maybe I am feeling feelings that I really wasn't. And after multiple disappointments, date after date, new person after new person, I eventually sat down and later I sat down again with my friends and I had the conversation, which is, am I broken? Am I able to feel ever again? It is something that I've really been struggling with over the last three years where I've come out of relationships or come out of seeing someone and I said, I don't think I can ever feel again. I think after my last breakup, I've been hurt so many times that I'm literally not capable of feeling for someone ever again. And it got so extreme that I sat down with my friends and one day I actually said, you know what, I made a decision that I'm going to try this dating thing one more time. I'm going to try it with a few girls and if it doesn't work, I'm committing to my decision of just staying single or just not getting married, not looking for long-term relationships, not chasing love, not chasing a soulmate, none of that stuff. I was actually saying that I'm going to commit that to the fact that I'm a lone wolf, I was built to be alone, I'm not going to feel these emotions ever again, and I need to move ahead and stop dwelling on it. And after that conversation, I put everything into motion, and I really started just going out there and socializing and meeting new people. And don't get me wrong, I met some really cool people. I met some girls that have incredible stories, they were very interesting, some of them were funny, some of them were smart. But the problem was I kept leaving those dates over and over again without feeling anything that made it substantial enough for me to want to see them again. I saw them as a friend and not even that sometimes. So to me, I just didn't feel it. And I was starting to lose hope. And I was starting to see that finish line where I said, yep, Mafus, this is it. This is where you commit to the lone wolf lifestyle that you've been thinking about pursuing for quite some time. Then I had two dates left, two dates with two different individuals. And one of them happened to be this adorable girl that's sitting beside me right now. And I specifically remember walking into that date. Thank you, baby. I remember walking into that date and feeling hopeless and defeated. In fact, you remember when we sat down, I was like, Let's, what did I say? You're talking about how you were really nervous 
and you get anxious in these types of situations and do you remember what i said to you you're like i was like oh but it seemed like you're doing it flawlessly like you're just yeah you're just like really vibing from the beginning right you gave me a lot of credit for being confident and well-spoken and you know to my credit i think podcasting gives me a lot of practice <laughs> but I was freaking out in the, in the inside and guys like whether you heard me on the podcast or in the book the phrase of mental chatterbox has never gone away it's still in the back of my mind letting me know that everything that I'm about to do that's new and uncomfortable is going to be an absolute disaster and more often than not it doesn't happen to be the case unfortunately this was one of them but what was really special to me as we went to this Mexican restaurant as we sat out in the outdoor patio as we indulged an incredible meal and had great conversations. There was a part in this conversation where I said, you know what, I decided that I'm going to continue pursuing my relationship goals under my own terms, right? You remember that? Yeah. And I, I said, under my own terms, because I don't want to, the society pressures, the mm -hmm. stigmas, the push from your, from your, parents and your grandparents and their backgrounds and how they pursued their life and their relationships and what age they got married and how they got married or what they what characteristics they were looking for mm -hmm. when i said i want to do under my own terms what i think i really meant is that i refuse to settle yeah. and that's an important part because settling would have meant saying Mufus, there is literally no one out there that matches your standards stop trying to match their standards rather drop your standards of what you want and i'll be honest like i'm not going to share what these standards are because it is personal but i wouldn't say they were very high standards i would say that you know connecting was one of the biggest ones mm -hmm. in that list and you kind of came back and said yeah you know what me too i'm actually just trying to do it on my own terms i was like beautiful let's enjoy dinner let's have fun let's not worry about any of the other crap out there, you know, of why we're here, what we're doing, what our background was, who we dated, mm -hmm. even though those did come up in those conversations. Yeah. I was amazed by after identifying that we're doing it on, under our own terms and we're not going to hold it against each other if neither of us really vibed that we would have been okay with it. And you said that you had a plan, a, a, like a parachute, to get out of these dates early if you had to. What was your, what was your parachute example? Well, my thought process was always never do dinner on the first date because in case if I didn't like the guy, then I could just get out faster. Like I got to go feed my cat or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I would have like a friend call, you know, the normal tactic. Wait, would it actually be a friend calling or you'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Hello? What? Yeah, something along the I'm on my way. Is it one of those? Yeah, I had my besties ready, you know, just in case. Oh my gosh. Those are real besties. Honestly, they are. My friends are the best. Shout out to them. <laughs> I couldn't believe how long our first date was. How many? How long was it? Uh, it was like four hours, babe. Four hours of incredible conversation. More so, can I also say that it wasn't incredible because it was just fun. It was also incredible because we talked about some hardships. Mm -hmm. We talked about some pain. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's a lot of rules all in your first date. Don't talk about the bad. Don't talk about excess. Don't talk about past. Like focus on the optimism, the, the fun side of you, your best behavior, your first impression. Like they gave you all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But the second we identified in our own terms, I noticed we threw the rule book out the window. We said we're going to spend time in the only way we know how 
which is being ourselves and all of ourselves. And if you don't like me for that, then there's nothing I can do to change your mind except be someone that I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I spent so many years in my life trying to become the person that I am today, the best version of me, mm -hmm. that I was not willing to throw that away just because someone didn't like who the best version of me was. In fact, I think that's a big sign to stay away from them and that they're not meant to be if your best version of yourself is not appreciated by the other person. But you were going through a personal development journey on your own, right? And it was interesting, babe, because you have dropped the word personal development before I ever have. And I use the word personal development in everything I do. It's my passion. Mm -hmm. And my eyes lit. Like, my eyes was bright lights the second you mentioned that you are dedicated to personal development i've done a lot of that um if you want if you want you know i promised you wouldn't be a guest and you could just chill here and be my hype girl <laughs> but if you want i would love for you to share a little bit in the vaguest way that you can about your personal development journey that led you to that first date with me um it's very similar to yours to be honest because i like a few years back I got out of also really long relationships so it was like a five-year one and then a seven-year one shortly after so I was working through a lot of things and similar to you when I got back into the dating field it was completely changed because first of all like when I was younger there was no dating apps um, there was just like you know you meet people through uh, real-life connections and also obviously I'm not in school anymore so there's like at work you wouldn't be able to meet people as um what's the word i'm looking for as, as it wouldn't be as easy yeah as accessible yeah exactly exactly convenient yeah exactly convenient I'm filled with words yeah thank you babe. you always finish my sentence the human dictionary is what they call me <laughs> i'm so thrilled that everything that you went in your life the personal development the challenges, the fact that you were single at the same time that I was single, the mm -hmm. fact that you were dating at the same time that I was dating, mm -hmm. the fact that, that we connected and we met up and truly connected. I can't believe the serendipity, the beauty and the poetry behind how beautiful that was with everything, how it came together, which got me to ask you a very important question that I've only been thinking about lately, which is, does fate exist? And this is something that, you know, I don't want to go down the spiritual or religious path. But to me, what has been really interesting is it wasn't only until you and I got into a relationship. You know, since then, multiple dates later, got serious. We became official. We said the four-letter words to each other. And here we are. Like, all those things happen as a result. And I have to highlight this very boldly. As a result of the hardship and the heartbreaks that we went to, that allowed us to be who, who we are today. Mm -hmm. You know, like, baby, like your standards are very high. It's high. And I honestly don't think if I didn't go through those hardships and I didn't work on myself and I didn't become who I am today and someone that truly loves myself and is kind to myself, I actually don't think you'd go out with me. I don't think you'd keep going out with me. I don't think we'd be in a relationship and I definitely don't think you'd love me. I think that there was a big pivot in the way that things have changed as a result of me doing that, which basically comes down to this. When you're going through the worst days, you know, breakups, heartbreaks, emotional disasters, I get it. I get it. It's so hard to think, oh, this means something. This is going to be good. You know, I'm not even mad about this. I know it's hard to think like that. But can I please be that case study that says when I look back now, 
and I see that where I am today and the relationship that I'm in and the fact that I'm the happiest I've ever been and the fact that I'm really just winning on all the different pillars of my life right now, I think like, would it have been possible if I didn't get those lessons that I got after my bad days? You know, if I didn't learn to bring an umbrella when it rains, like learning those little things of like when a bad day happens, prepare for it for the next time it happens and as a result of that you become better you become smarter you become stronger you reinvent yourself into becoming this incredible person and i think that's really powerful and before i even move ahead from that my question about fate to you what are your thoughts on that if if you could get philosophical and spiritual for a second we talk about this a lot you and i talked about how there is many many instances where if one thing, one decision between the two of us was different, be it that we were still in a relationship one month longer than we were supposed to be, mm-hmm. or we didn't get go start dating at the same time, or we met in the past while we were in a different relationship, while it was not in a great place. Like those, any of those could have resulted in us not being where we are today. Do you believe in fate and what do you think? So I'll take like a different approach. So it's not really fate that I want to talk about. I think it's our growth because, you know, I think our history are similar. It's not the same, but similar. So and we put ourselves to work so we can grow. And I think our first date really indicates because, as you mentioned, like, you know, we wanted to go at our own terms. Right. So in order for us to go at our own terms, we would need the growth to be similar does that make sense yes yes and there's commonalities there's respect for the fact that we've both gone through the same pain and Mm -hmm. we're in a better place like Mm -hmm. that's not an easy thing to do Mm -hmm. i instantly admire that about you and the second you start telling me about what you went through and where you are and the fact that it's a positive impact is tremendously amazing to me like that is like instantly a light bulb and a lightning bolt that sparked in my heart that I was like, oh my gosh, I think I have a crush on her. You know, like it was like, oh my, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling again. And that's where it got interesting because I went home and I started thinking like, could it be? Could it be that I just, I wasn't broken. I just didn't wait long enough to really allow the system to do its part. To the process to work itself out. Mm-hmm. The belief that I had in my reinvention, mm-hmm. is it just that I didn't give it enough time to get where I'm at? So the point I'm trying to make, as I don't want to drag this episode out, but really highlight the key components of relationships and how much it matters, are two major things. Number one, this thing that we just talked about, which is the pain and the hardship that you go through in any past relationship is helping you become the person you are that the next person can love. The person that you really truly want to be with is going to be attained as a result of you becoming the person that they'd want to be in. And this means just becoming the best you. You know, you often hear that phrase, which is like, you find love when you stop looking, mm-hmm. right? Something along that lines. And I never understood what that meant. But now I kind of do. But, you know, without making it too much of a, of a riddle, mm-hmm. which is what it sounds like, let me put it straightforward. When you stop focusing on trying to find someone to fix you and you start focusing on fixing yourself and loving yourself and being kind to yourself, is it so hard to believe that you'll be more attractive to the right people? Mm-hmm. If you want someone that's positive and ambitious and really, really f- 
forward thinking in their outlook? Is it so hard to believe that by you becoming that, you wouldn't attract them? And that's, what, that's the big number one I want to get across. But number two, please, for those of you out there that are listening to this, the ones that got hurt, the ones that went through heartbreak, the ones that gave up on love and truly are worried night overnight that maybe that person that you're looking for isn't out there for you and you're giving up hope, please, please hear me more than anything I've said in this episode when I say don't settle. I promise you it's worth the wait. Guys, I am 34 years old this year. And I got to tell you, for the last decade, I've really been asking myself if I've been making the wrong moves in the world of relationships. I've really been asking myself if I'm ever going to find someone that I can be happy with, like a team member, not just a relationship, not just a girl, a team member, someone I can grow with, someone I can build with, someone that really plays off on my way of thinking and my personality And there's no better reason for why I asked my girlfriend to sit beside me as I record this episode because she came in at the most perfect time in my life. That last week when I said, if this doesn't work, I'm not trying again. I'm giving up. I feel like the angels from above were like, go, go now. Now's your time. Now's your time to save him. And I feel like you saved me, babe. I feel like it it was a realization in my life that... Everything that I waited for this whole time, even when I was losing faith, you brought that back to me and you said, it's worth it. Hang on a little bit longer, we'll get there. And you really gave me a new sense of outlook about my perspective of relationships where it, it hurts me when people settle. It hurts me when people think they're not good enough. It hurts me when people really give up on the fact that there could be someone out there that they could build and love and It hurts me because they go down the path of being in a long relationship, possibly a marriage, marriage, possibly having kids with someone who may be completely wrong for them and may live a miserable life. Mm -hmm. I have personally met people that are currently in this part of their life suffering as a result of settling. And I think about imagine spending every day of your life with someone that makes you miserable or makes you the opposite of happy, even if it's 1%, I ask you, is it the right move to settle? And if you're like me, and if you want to use me as a case study, please hear me loud and clear. It is worth the wait. Listeners, thank you for listening. Cutie pie, thank you for joining me for this incredible episode as i embark a new journey of openness and i'm excited to come back next week and continue providing you with many more chapters of my life breaking out different pillars and i can i pray that you continue riding with me for the long ride and if you haven't already do me a favor and hit that subscribe button so you can be the first to know when the next episode comes out thank you for listening and have a great day bye